0: anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and joining me tonight i only have our poser extraordinaire nitai
1: i'm feeling soft and wet oh god
0: that's why are you doing this (laughs) (laughs) sorry so we have a little bit of a special episode um to uh do tonight um, it's actually going to be the first part of a two-part series that we're gonna do about jojo's bizarre adventure because you um, can't
1: do a jojo episode without doing it in several parts you know
0: yeah absolutely you can't do anything jojo's without doing it in multiple parts yep uh, um but yeah that's what we're going to talk about and the 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 this particular episode all we're going to be talking about is the anime adaptations of um Of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, The second part of this, we'll be talking specifically about the manga. Um, So we're only going to be talking about parts that have... Mm -hmm. um, And uh, I think uh, a really good way to start this is to talk about... You and I, our first experiences with Jojo's. Um, I'm going to assume that your first exposure to it was the same as mine, and that was with the David Productions anime?
1: Yeah, because... For the initiated, uninitiated, JoJo's is pre, well, pretty recent anime. It started back in 2012, I reckon, maybe yeah, later 2012, than that? yeah. Yes. Um, and it's based on a manga that started way back in the 80s. It's a shonen manga that's from way back then. And, yeah, if you're, like... When you're new to the anime community, because I got back into anime at around, like, 2015, I would say, um, I would constantly... Constantly see stuff about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's like I would know shit about it. I just saw memes and stuff. It's like I have no clue what is this, what is this about. But no matter where you are in the community, you will always hear about it. It's like fans, like JoJo fans, are like they'll never shut up about it. I don't know because I I know because I'm one of them, and They're everywhere. yeah, <laughs> all of us. But yeah, I just like saw stuff about it. I don't know what prompted me to just. Give it a shot, baby it was ju- it was just before part four started, I think, and started airing, and I said, okay, I'll, let's let's see what what this is about, with almost no knowledge whatsoever, about, like what the show is really about. So I watched the first episode and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like okay, this is weird. This like British dude is like have this has this half brother, and now the dog is dead, and you get to episode three and He's walking through an alley, and Jack the Ripper is, like, ambushing him, like, and he's just jumping out of a dead horse, like, what is this show? Um, it's a weird, weird, like, introduction, I would say, when you first get into it. Uh, but yeah, that's how I, I just, like, started watching it, because I saw so much about it, that people talked about it, and praised it so much, so yeah, I said, okay, let's, let's try it, um,
0: yeah. I had, a. Uh... A slightly similar, uh, first experience to it. Like, like you, I, I, I was very much aware of the memes out there in the greater community outside of the whole JoJo's fan base. And, uh, oh, I, I will say, if you've made it this far, we're gonna spoil some shit, so don't worry.
1: Oh, yeah, we're spoiling only the anime. No manga.
0: Yeah, oh, but only the anime. I'm, if, if, if you only watch the anime at this point, you're, you're good to go, but in part two, Riker and I will, will spoil everything for the manga, um, you haven't actually read the manga yet, you pleb. <laughs> but yeah, my, my, my experience us. was really, really similar. Um, I had wanted to try it out for a while, but I and I don't know what kind of kept me away from it. Um, but I, I can tell you what what pushed me into trying it. That was Riker. Because for like two or three months, he was like, you really got to try this out. I think you'd kind of like it. Like I know you're not really big on Shonen, but this is really different. And he's right. He's absolutely right. It is. It may be labeled as a shonen everywhere you see it, but it's it's so it's much so more different. Than that. Yeah. It it, it kind of, to to label it as a shonen kind of sets such a high bar, in my opinion, for other shonen that they could never attain it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird because like you you go through the first episode, right? And it's really bizarre and
0: great and it's then, the title <laughs> jojo's bizarre adventure
1: yeah it's it's weird and it's like over the top and kind of campy in a way L- like in a way that only 80s manga could like can be and I <coughs> get North the ending, and that yes song starts playing around about you are like oh okay this is different and you just like like when I when I finished that first episode I thought to myself, This is really strange, but I think I'm into it and then I just kept going with it.
0: Yeah, I I think that if, if you come off of this like if because I grew up with, with shows like um you know, Naruto and Bleach and then mm-hmm. to go from those kind of a shonen to this kind of a shonen is a huge step. Like it's they're not even close. Yeah. Like I love Naruto most days um but <laughs> fuck you kishimoto um uh, but yeah i mean like it, it, the the type of story that's being told and the way the story is being told is just so different um but like, as i was saying like my first experience with jojo's like i watched part one of the david productions anime like you did and um uh, I was I was hooked almost from the beginning. I don't know about you, but like almost from the first episode, I was hooked. Like yeah. the the crazy art style, like the the bright colors. Um, that was another thing. Like especially from from something that, that came out in the '80s. Like bright colors weren't like a big deal back then. Um, and I think that has more to do with David Productions' take on the manga itself more than the actual like source material. But it works really well. Yeah, it's certainly worth it certainly worked at getting me hooked.
1: Mm-hmm. Because part one itself is super gritty, so... I haven't read the manga, so I don't know how it's depicted there. But in terms of color use usage, it's like, yeah, it's like... They just go at it. And you say, like... I remember... You, you mentioned you got hooked right from the get-go. I remember really enjoying it from the get-go, but kind of being skeptical towards... Because the first nine episodes of the show is, like, they are, like, part one. Phantom Blood. And... Yeah. let's just say Phantom Blood has a really strong start and a really good ending but there's a middle section there of about three to four episodes which is kind of eh and I was super worried about that part but when I reached the end of Phantom Blood and then the beginning of part two Battle of Tennessee that's when I was like yeah I'm I'm a fan of this show I'm really into it and then part two when I finished watching it on its own got me to like yeah I'm real. I'm loving this show it's Awesome. yeah
0: i feel i feel like i should kind of clarify that like um, i i thought the show i thought the part 1 was good but when i got to part 2 that was when i realized this is fucking great
1: this is special
0: <laughs> especially when you're introduced to joseph joestar it's like okay uh, you got me i'm sold i'll gi- i'll give you all of my money
1: <laughs> proceeds you, to you buy five all of body my pills now. of joseph
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah I, I like I wouldn't say that there was a particular moment that that hooked me in part one. Um, part one is kind of like I I, lo- I loved it a lot, and looking back on it, I think I it doesn't get as much respect as I think it deserves, sure. even within the community, mm-hmm. um, for setting up the world itself, and for setting up the kind of structure of, of the stories that follow. Um, but the the more like I get exposed to JoJo, and at this point, like um, I've I've seen all of the anime. Well, except for the original nineties, even the people that made them would like to forget about them. <laughs> um, um, and I, I've read all of the manga, and I have to say, where was I going with this?
1: <laughs> You're talking about how Part One doesn't get enough flack.
0: Oh, um, I, I have the more the more I, I've I've gotten into it, and the more I've read and watched, the more I respect what Part One was able to do in just nine episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think that. There's very few anime that could do what Part 1 did in that short amount of time. Yeah. I just...
1: Again, I just feel like the middle section is just... Like, we talked about it like before we started recording I mentioned... Part 1 is very much a product of its time. It's, like, very much Fist of the North Star. Yeah. Like, cool... A lot of interesting concepts in the com- in the combat with the Haman, which is, like, breath magic, basically. <laughs> um, but... The fights themselves aren't really interesting. A lot of the villains aren't really interesting. You're pretty much there because it's Jonathan versus Dio.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the exception of the main protagonist versus the main antagonist, everything else is kind of forgettable, except Speedwagon. Speedwagon Speed! is like... Wagon. Exactly. Just a son. <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> Just getting an I... orgasm whenever Jonathan does something. It's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, um, it doesn't get enough respect, and it should. It should get more respect than it does. Um, yeah. Especially for as as well as it it sets up Dio for how he's.
1: Yeah, but I think it's also because part two is just so legendary. Compared. Oh to yeah, part I one. mean
0: part one or part two completely blows everything about part one out of the water. At least in my opinion, it does. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that that going back to the the moment that hooked us, part one drew me in. Part two is what hooked me. Yeah. I think that's I think, the same for a I lot think if people. you ask a lot of JoJo's fans in the West, particularly like in the in North America, I mm-hmm. bet they'd say the same. Yeah. Because everyone has just... their favorite JoJo and their favorite part, but I think that if you ask a lot of people who started with the anime,
1: yeah,
0: and just started with the anime, what the part that hooked them was, it was probably meeting Joseph. Fucking shooting a cup with a coke. I nice. know, right? <laughs> but he has the Joestar secret technique. <laughs> <laughs> Smoky. Oh man that whole that scene was great um, yeah. But you mentioned you mentioned roundabout um, Do you want to talk for just a minute about like the unique Way that they handle EDs and JoJo's
1: Yeah sure let's let's jump right into it Well I
0: will say certainly mm-hmm. unique for anime
1: Yeah because the EDs um. and Jo JoJo are like western songs Like mm-hmm. you got roundabout for the first two parts, parts two. one and two. Yeah, for the the first half of Star Crusaders, you have uh, "Walk Like an Egyptian," which is a terrific song, and then for the second half of Part Three, you got um, "Last Train Home" by, Pat, by Matheny, Pat Metheny, which another great choice. So then for Part Four, you have oh, <laughs> "I Want You" by uh, by, Savage, by Garden. Savage
0: Garden, one yeah, of my favorite songs of the '90s. It's, oh. it's so
1: good. Now, for what I've heard, they picked songs sort of based on, like, uh, music Araki listened to while he wrote c- uh, certain parts, which yep. is kind of cool. But, I know, it's, like... Interestingly, I can't think of other anime that uses, like, Western music, aside from, like, Evangelion with Fly Me like, It's, um, like... I, can, it's I, I can only...
0: Besides that, Evangelion, which is a really pretty famous use of a Western song, there have been other Western songs that have appeared in some... Um, capacity within yeah. anime whether they're mentioned or whatever um, the only other uh, western song I can think of besides Fly Meets the original Neon Genesis Evangelion in the 90s is a show called um, uh, Eden of the East mm. which uses an Oasis song as its OP which is the Oasis, the Oasis it. song Falling Down which was actually not it was created for the anime specifically yeah not a lot yeah. of people know that it's um,
1: interesting when you think about it. The lead singer
0: of Oasis is a huge weep. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just interesting to see that not too many like, not too many studios are like, willing to, like use Western music. I don't know if it's just they, not. I bet I don't, it has don't, a lot to do with like licensing not think it's like because fees. of like they don't want to because oh, it's Western. I just I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't suit most of the products they do.
0: No, I think it has a lot to do with licensing fees. Mm. It's probably a lot cheaper to license Japanese, yeah. Especially when you can get the voice actors to sing the songs for you.
1: I don't know, man. I'm I'm a sucker for EDS that are sung by the voice actors.
0: Yeah, I mean, I let's let's not do that for JoJo's. <laughs> I don't want. I want to hear. Listen. I want to hear Dio say a lot of things. I don't want to hear Dio Listen, sing. There's a okay.
1: Just just look it up. There's a okay. So the voice actor of Jotaro from Part Three. Uh, Daisuke Ono, there's a video of him singing Stand Proud on YouTube. Go look that up. It's incredible. <laughs>
0: it will make your day.
1: Uh, it certainly
0: it, made my day once.
1: It, like from uh, When I watch that, it, it it seems like he's kind of stoned. I don't know, but it's the funniest shit ever. Go look um, that up.
0: Well, since we've talked about the eds, which is which is definitely one of the most unique things about JoJo's, or one of the many unique things about JoJo's, should we talk about the ops as well? Yes, because yes, they're yes, Some of the best ops in anime ever. Yes, uh, with the exception of the of the V A, uh, um, which wasn't that great. It's an instrumental, which yeah. is different for JoJo's. It's very but, um, but yeah,
1: interesting. Wait, wait, note. What's
0: your what's your favorite op so oh. far?
1: Um, great days.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I was gonna say that's pretty much my favorite too. If I yeah. had to pick, like, and it's a really close second, it's the first OP from Part One, the Sonochino Sono Sodome. Sonochino no Sodome. Sodome. Joe, Joe, Joe. Uh, so I can't hold the note as long as Tommy.
1: Yeah, um, Tommy is like, God bless him. And if you ever
0: actually get go, get a chance to like see some video clips on YouTube of him doing that song live, yeah, and you watch him do the the final Joe Joe, yeah, like he that holds really that really long like... protracted note. You can see him he, he he like as soon as he gets done with it, he yanks the uh, microphone away from him so he can breathe in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I but get, yeah, I'm concerned about him as he gets older whether he'll be able to keep doing that or not. Good question.
1: Um, um, but yeah i i i stand like my stand on the jojo op is that all of them are great every single one of them i love all of them and it's interesting because the first four openings are not by david production they're by a different studio called uh, uh kamikaze doga
0: yeah that the uh they did the visuals for the opie yeah they did the visuals
1: um and, like, you might know that because they they did uh, the opening for Gatchaman Crowds, if you watch that. They're also making a Batman Ninja movie. So, that's a thing. Which, that's...
0: I don't know how I feel about that, but I will watch it. it
1: I would say it looks weird, and I'm totally okay with it.
0: Um, didn't they also, uh, Kamikaze Doga, didn't they also ED in parts 1 and 2?
1: Did they? Let, let not, me look that up. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Talking. I
0: think they did, but I, I may be wrong about that yeah um but yeah uh it, they did a great job um i think that that uh when david productions took over for part four i think they did a great job with them too with the oh visuals.
1: yeah it's just a different um, style you know
0: especially i would say the standout in terms of visuals would probably be great because for it almost david looks production. like it was done yeah for david production I mean, it. I think it just shows how good they can do OBs. Yeah, I. Th-
1: yeah, I, you're not wrong. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what? Yeah, sorry. Just to like kind of sidebar. They didn't make the ED for the first two parts of JoJo, but apparently, they're they're making Pop Team Epic in case you guys are watching it right now. Yeah, they so, are. I
0: I knew that. I they didn't know that Pop Team Epic. And you should definitely watch Pop Team Epic because it's fucking insane.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll watch that soon probably. But sorry. Yeah, great. Is awesome. Um.
0: Yeah, it's maybe David Production did actually. No, apparently. I thought it Kami Kazadoga did it for part one and two. But anyway, um. Yeah, Kami Kazadoga did a great job with the OPs for parts one through three. Because um, it's a really
1: good use of CG,
0: you know. It is. It's actually CG done well and yeah, the way it should be hyped. done. I would say I would say especially the second op for Stardust Crusaders.
1: Oh, that one's special because what they did with that with End of the World is they've actually brought back every single like singer that or mm-hmm. artist that appeared in JoJo and just brought them all together to write and sing this one song together, and it's so hype because it's both like it's not only like a because you know. Part 3 is considered, like, legendary in terms of when it came out as a manga. Uh,
0: Especially in Japan.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk about that, like, probably soon. uh, What it did that was so different. But not only was Part 3, like, the anime a culmination of years of people just typing the show up and waiting for that one part to, like, be, like, adapted. It's also, like, a culmination of three awesome OPs that, like, now with this fourth one, it's, like, just oh, it's one of the Best ones ever. It's so good.
0: Yep.
1: And then, you know, the special version of it, which is incredible.
0: Which, that's also kind of become a thing with JoJo OPs. Um, it, well, it, it kind of started with um, with Part 3. Yeah. Where you have the third to the last... Is it the third to the last episode? So no, that's the, one with, that's the one with like, sound effects.
1: Uh, so, Part 3's uh, special OP... Plays at episode forty-seven, so one before last.
0: Yeah. So yeah. The so the the way it is is with the third to last episode, you get an OP that has sound effects in it. Mm-hmm. With the next to last episode, it's the special OP, which is usually like a uh, like a collaboration between the JoJo's OP singers. And that kind of started with no, part wait, what? three.
1: What
0: do you what? mean? I'm not like how in part three I, they had the the three singers do it
1: all together oh right i thought you were going with the like the villain power reveal because that's like in part three and four that's what they did like near the end of the show they would like have the special version of the op with the yeah villain's power revealed which is dope um
0: yeah that was good um and then they they kind of did the same thing sort of the same thing in part four yeah um with, like, it's not with the great days with the great days opening yeah and then and at they the had end all the part, of the singers at the, come back
1: yeah at, at the ending of like the show like the final minutes of the show they play great days but it's every single artist that appeared in
0: it's also if you if you pay attention it's slightly altered instrumentals as well yeah yeah it's that's just dope. to comment say the additional singers and i was thinking about that like if we ever get to the point where we get like part 8 animated
1: all of them Which just is the show part up. That's in a manga
0: right now. There's going to be a fucking choir singing the entire OP for like the last episode.
1: Just a choir, I want to see that.
0: Just a huge choir of singers. That's what it's going to be.
1: Listen, if mob, mob Psycho 100 got a mob choir, we we should get a JoJo choir. I'm just saying, you know. I want to see gonna that.
0: Have like, you're going to have like a song that has a dozen or more lead singers. It's like, holy <laughs> shit, man. I mean, it'd probably be great. Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> great to <deserve>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually think this is a good transition to talk about, since we're talking about OP and ED music. Um, should we talk about how the show is peppered with musical references?
1: Yeah, because music is a big part of JoJo. I mean, Araki is. is like a real, how do you say it? Westaboo? A Westaboo. Yeah, that's what Which means he is. he's
0: obsessed with Western culture, particularly <laughs> American culture.
1: Yeah. It's a big part of the show is like, it like it doesn't really impact anything, It just almost every character is named after like a song or a band, like you have um, Suzy Q, or you have, uh, you know, I mean, every part, like Kira from part four of the villain, all of his parts are named after like Queen songs with uh, Bites of Dust, uh, Sheer yeah. Heart Attack, and, and Killer Queen.
0: Well, and his design is based on David Bowie.
1: Yeah very
0: much so yeah you get that all throughout and, and, it, and it sometimes appears in places you wouldn't expect like almost all of the and we'll talk about this in a minute the stands um are named after music either music musicians themselves or musical references like in the songs or whatever
1: yeah i um, mean remember back back in part two like the villains were acdc cars and wham
0: yeah ashi dishi Wham. And then you had the baby, uh, the ba- the baby pillar man was named, uh, Santana. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Santana. san <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you get that everywhere. Even, like, uh, one of the big, uh, in parts 1 and 2, the big, um, like, uh, best friend character, Speedwagon. Robert E.O. Speedwagon. R.E.O. Speedwagon. By the way, the E and the O stand for ever-wondering. Nani! Nani! Robert Edward Oliver, um... Interesting. I just like, and and it's it's great, if, especially if you read the manga, watching like all the different musical references go from like the the sixties to the seventies to the eighties to the nineties into today. Like mm-hmm. there's there's legit a stand in part seven called Hey Ya, which is a reference to an Outkast song.
1: <laughs> I just I want I want I want a stand that's called Smash Mouth, and just yeah, to be the mimiest stand ever. That's what
0: I want. <laughs> I can tell you what hey Ya's uh, stand ability is. It's not really a spoiler.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: His his one and only ability is to encourage his stand use. What? That's it. That's, <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. That's what he does. That's it. God damn. And you thought Superfly was a bullshit stand? It's a fucking pylon in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See that pawn You can never escape it. <laughs> never.
0: Um, I, I will say it's um, it's fun to find the musical references because some of them are kind of hidden. Yeah, and it's fun to find new um, new musical references, and some of them aren't even references to music itself. It's references to the music industry. Like for example, and I didn't realize this till someone pointed it out to me. That the font that's used to spell out uh, Hidehiko Araki's name in the OP, the Great Days OP, mm-hmm. um, is the exact same font used on the first pressing of the Yes album *Fragile*, which is what? the album that Roundabout premiered on. Let
1: me check that. I have I have *Fragile* like right next to me. What? <laughs>
0: I'll go check that out later. Now, it's it's important to point out it's the it's the font from the first pressing, not oh, the second gotcha, pressing. Oh, gotcha, okay. Which, if you, if you actually own like a physical copy of it, it's most likely the second pressing. Yeah, or later. Probably. They that's changed insane, the font. Dude. They changed the font like two or three months after it premiered. I don't know why. See, that's
1: why David Production just absolutely adored it. Because the, the level it's of detail they've put into Very
0: little details like that. Yeah,
1: like... Uh, like, going back to the OPs, like, there's a moment in, like, in the D.O. version of uh, the fourth o- OP, there's, like, when, when he stops time, it's, like, I think it's exact, exactly nine seconds or something like that, which is, like, at, at the time, the amount of time he could freeze time. And it's, like, it's so, all of these small touches, like, everywhere, it's incredible. I love it. Yeah, it is.
0: But, it, uh, and it, like, it's small details like that, and the fact that they're hidden, and it's like, you get to find these after the fact, and it's like, it's like a scavenger hunt, almost. Yeah. But you just, you don't know what you're supposed to find, but you know it's there.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just awesome to see a studio put so much effort into making and love. the product. Yeah, effort and
0: love into their product. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, and then they make bullshit. No one asked uh. for it. Oh, what's not, that? A McGuffin?
1: What's a McGuffin? Do you know not, what's a McGuffin? Not,
0: not being any kind of specific here, David Productions, but you know what I'm talking about. And I'm still going
1: right. to finish that show someday, just so you know.
0: <laughs> just watch Captain Tsubasa when it comes out. It's going to be a better show anyway. Yeah,
1: psycho Reset is not a good Yeah. It just shows <clears> that
0: <throat> even the Mighty can do bad stuff.
1: Yeah. And before we leave the topic of music in JoJo, I just want to add that go there's so many like the music of the show itself is great if you want to go listen to something that's just awesome go look up the main theme for part four it's just a real good time just go do that and then listen to kiro's theme because it's
0: i mean if we're going to talk about that for a second just the osts in general are all really well done like just the the in between music not just the OPs and the yeah i don't know really good
1: like, I just got a chance to, like, rewatch some of Jojo again, and I feel like... I don't know, I feel like the most memorable stuff, at least for me, is in part four and then some of the part three soundtrack. Like, part one and two has some real... I mean, part two has the Pillar Man theme, which is dope as shit, but... The best aside,
0: character theme in all of anime?
1: Uh, Kira and Kaiki are up there as well for me. But anyway... Um, it's like, these soundtracks are good, but aside from very select tracks, I don't remember much of them. They don't, like, I don't feel like they were super memorable. But then you get to part four, and it's like, ugh, it's incredible. I feel like they get better with each part.
0: I think, for me personally, I really like the Stardust Crusaders OST. Mm. I thought it was really it's well good. done. And especially the Stardust Crusaders theme, which you hear at the end of a lot of episodes. mm Right before "To Be Continued" flashes on the screen. Yeah,
1: um, Jojo's theme is like awesome. It's so good. Yeah,
0: especially like the 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 well, and like the really like pulsing music that that starts to play like right when he's introduced. Yeah, in part in the first few episodes of of part three, mm-hmm. I I've always thought that was really good because it's not to overstate a quote that you hear in Jojo's a lot. It's very menacing. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is. Yeah,
1: it's very, I don't know, it just, it very suits his character, you
0: know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, shall we move on to talking about the the big change that happened in Part 3?
1: Yeah, so let's preface this by saying, so Parts 1 and 2, like the big um, supernatural combat thingy that differentiated from other manga at the time, was a thing called Hamon, which as we mentioned is breath magic, pretty much you using breath to, like, manipulate a lot of stuff in, like... it Pretty much, that's it. Like, um, it's a very shallow description of it, but yeah, the gist of it, it's like, it's breath magic to manipulate matter around you and stuff.
0: Honestly, what it is, what it's like, is, like, the magic in Harry Potter, except without Wands. Um,
1: uh, I don't know. Hamon always felt to me like it's, like... Araki would always try to back up his, like fights and stuff with actual like um scientific um like you know um what else the word i'm looking for like it would actually put like inject some science into it you know especially in part two where it gets emphasis, to the emphasis
0: stuff. on try
1: <laughs> yeah but you get to the like the the final fight of part two with cars is by the way it's awesome and you get so many parts of like, yeah, I manipulated that and my skin so it wouldn't be affected by, by that lava because it had that layer of bubbles and that shit. It's like, I love that. <laughs> yep. It's like, it doesn't make any sense, but it still tries to. And I love it. But yeah, so you had that combat system for the first two parts. And then in part one, it was very surface level. It wasn't that interesting, but it, it it did the job, I guess. Um, and then in part two, Araki really took the concept of Haman, and just went all out with it. And by the time he reached that final encounter with cars, it felt like sort of everything that Araki could have done with Haman, he already did. So, and I, I would love to like look up some interviews with him about it. But anyway, between part two and three, I guess he, yeah, like he wanted to change something. And it came up with the idea of Stance, which, if you played Persona, it's very much like that. It's like a spirit uh, manifestation of your soul or whatever that fights other spirits. And it's really cool. Now, in Part 3, that's when they introduced stands, and that was That's, like, why Part 3 is, like, considered such a legendary part. Because it changed everything about the show. It took the show in a completely different direction, but still was It was still good, it was even better. And I think, like, when you try to sell people on the concept of of Stance, I always like to go back to the idea of, hey, this is my useless power, now see how I'm going to just destroy your life with it. And I think, and part three is, like, a really good, like, starting point for that, but when you get to part four, that's, at least for me, that's when the stand combat
0: really shiny. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good explanation, and I completely agree. Um, <laughs> well... You, I mean, you you did a really good job. Yeah, um, yeah I think that, like, I agree that when, when he got done with part two, it's like, I really can't go any... i done everything I can. How do I do this? Yeah. And he came up with stands, and he made it as ridiculous as possible, and made it even better in my opinion.
1: Yeah. It's so- I think that... Yeah, I,
0: there, there was, there was this very lame and half-hearted attempt in part three, and I don't really think it was gotten into as much in the um, anime as it was in the manga, and it's not even gone that into that much in the manga. Mm. Uh, uh, they try to link stands with Hamon, and they try and like sell it as like an outgrowth of Hamon's yeah. uh, ability and stuff like that. It's like just retcon it and be done with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a line. Like like the first episode of part 3 where Joseph is like, yeah, stands are like sort of tied to your breath and stuff. It's like, ah okay, whatever.
0: And then they never mention it ever again.
1: At the end of
0: part 3, there's a the moment
1: where Dio mentions like being kind of scared of Joseph's haman, But then he's like, you know, he has Zawordo, so he's not really worried about it. But yeah. After part 2, Hamon is not really. A...
0: Although I have a theory that mm. I will mention in a few minutes.
1: Is it the one you? Okay, I think I know where you're going. I, with yeah,
0: it. I've talked to you about it before.
1: I mean, um, it's a cool theory, but sure. Um, any What? Stand... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna ask if there, if there are any like real, really good stand battles you feel like really represent the strengths of that
0: system. You want to talk about? I could talk about some stuff in part five, but this isn't about the manga. <laughs> um, nope. I, I love... Okay, when when Riker and I actually do our talk about part of, uh, about the manga, I I will go into enormous detail about why I love part five, and it has almost everything to do with the stand battles that, you, that are in there. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, if I have to limit it to... Um, the the anime that we have so far i have to say there's like maybe two or three really big standout fights for me personally mm-hmm. um i the dio versus jotaro fight at the end of part three oh, it's legendary it's one of the greatest fights in anime history yeah Um right up there with Kishad versus araki and kisu <laughs> i'm gonna, so gonna watch got that three.
1: soon
0: <laughs> it's gonna be great uh wait till you see it you'll see why i think it's one of the greatest fights ever um uh, the Kira fight at the end of part 4 mm. um, Is really really good And mostly because um, It's played out almost entirely Due to strategy Instead of yeah. them trying to outdo each other um, And then if I had to pick like A non like main villain fight That I really really loved um, whew, There's so many in part 3 to choose
1: Part 4 as well
0: It's true. I have to go with something in part three though, and and it's not because it's a great fight, it's just particularly like amusing and entertaining. It's the fight with Mariah.
1: Yeah, that one is Because
0: that's one of the funniest episodes I've ever watched in my life of a shonen ever.
1: That episode's special.
0: (laughs) That episode is hysterically funny.
1: Yeah. Like there's so many weird ones, like there's one in part four where it's like a it's Ron fights a kid who whose stands ability oh, is like. The rock, paper, yeah. It's so weird. And then if you lose it like takes part of
0: your stand's power. It's like what? Do you know what that you remember what that stand is called? No. Boy to man. <laughs> which is which is which is very appropriate because it's about a boy becoming a man and learning to accept loss. <laughs> Yeah, also
1: just like the the lock fight versus um, um koichi which is a really solid
0: That's fight That's a good fight too.
1: Uh part for in general I think there might be only like a very very few fights I consider to be like kind of weak and, and even them are like super creative like <laughs> super fly. Well, that was a really cool fight.
0: <laughs> I, I loved it I mean, <laughs> I had mixed feelings about that fight I like really the
1: do. part itself is weird but the fight itself is like really fun
0: I didn't think it needed to be two episodes long but that's
1: uh, I don't know the cool thing uh, sidebar <laughs> there's a really uh, there's an interesting part in, in part 4 near the end where they decide to like take like several fights and sort of mix them up because they happen in the same day and they just cut away between them i think that was like super creative of them to decide yeah, yeah instead of going ep- okay like one fight per episode you juggle all of these different fights and i think that was sort of a, that's why i remember these fights because that's weird structure
0: yeah i mean and it helps it it was a bunch of fights all taking place at the exact same time yeah Oh, it was so cool. I liked it. Yeah, it's like a 24-hour period and you have like like what eight fights going on that you have to keep track of. Like, and it's like a five-part three. episode. Yeah.
1: And then you a get to day key for rides. everyone and Morio. Uh.
0: That was a bad day for everyone in Morio. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I mean there there are definitely some standouts. If I had to pick a standout from either part 1 or part 2, uh I'd probably go with um Joseph versus, versus Cars is I, yeah, I love that final fight with Joseph versus Cars. I also really liked the fight with Joseph and um, uh, ACDC. That's AC/DC. a really good
1: fight because that that highlights like the strengths of most of the battles in JoJo. Like in every part, it's like the the tragedy and like scheming they do to try and outdo each other. Yeah, it's awesome. Good shit.
0: Yeah, um, it's just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> um this is actually a really good point to move on to uh uh, asking you a question what's your favorite stand that you've seen so far
1: oh shit um I've been trying to think about that for a while there are so many like mm, i don't know like okay it's super like easy to say killer queen because i absolutely love how destructive that stand is but then you want to you like what's like a weird stand to have like would be just cool to have, you know? Um... Like
0: a practical stand. Yeah.
1: Because, <laughs> sure, I enjoy blowing stuff up, I guess, but... I guess the war is, like, a lot of fun. You could fuck it's around with people. The... <laughs> There's this great... Yeah, you
0: could definitely fuck around with people with that, that's for There's sure. Like... Dio doesn't.
1: <laughs> There's... I love this meme that it's like... Because, remember back in part three where Polnareff approaches Dio and he keeps, like, going back in the stairs? And there's, like, this meme of, like, you see Dio, like, like putting the his on his shoulder when he, like, picks him up and puts him back in, like, the first uh, bunch of stairs. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's looking up like, off. Nani?
1: But, yeah, Zawardo is, like, a real cool stand. I like it.
0: Yeah. What um, about you? I like, like you say, it's really easy to choose something like a Killer Queen or even though. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know what? You know what my favorite... Well... My absolute favorite stand is in the manga, that hasn't been animated yet. But uh, <sighs> my favorite, my favorite stand from the anime so far is Echoes.
1: Echoes is a really good one.
0: I love Echoes. If I had to pick a second favorite, it would probably be Heaven's Evan's Door!
1: Because the cool thing about Heaven's Sword, sort of most of the stands, especially in Part Four, it sort of reflects on the stand user because. The stand of Heaven's Door is, is a manga called um, Ron Kishibet. And the thing that you, like, immediately see about Ron is that he's super curious about everything in the world. It's like, he always wants to see how, like, some things are, like, what's the structure of some animals. And just, is super curious about people, especially Koichi for some reason. And that sort of reflects on his stand, Heaven's Door, which allows him to, like, peel it to people's memories and see like what they've done in the past and then yeah you get to the end of part four and kiro pretty much takes advantage of that and kills him it's like whoa and i like that that the the powers reflect on the characters themselves you
0: know it's like, i see your stand and i raise you another stand
1: is that a it's reference cra- i don't get
0: well no it, it's because you don't know that they're called this but killer queen is what's what's becomes known later in the uh and the franchise is a stand. requiem stand. I've
1: heard that term before.
0: Yeah. So it's basically like a stand that has multiple abilities. But Killer Queen technically fits the bill, even though it was never officially called a requiem stand. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, a custom so I see your stand, and I raise you five, right? another one of my own. What I, Was that? I, it, I said, I said it's like I said. It's like I see your stand, and I raise you another one that I have. Oh, okay. It's an interesting way to, to uh, an interesting take on the strategy of JoJo's and how you have to fight. Okay. Um. All right, so we talked about favorite stands. What about favorite characters?
1: Oh, that's easy. Jotaro Kujo, done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yet you use Josuke as your avatar.
1: Okay. Here's the thing. Jotaro Kujo, I just love him as a character. And I know he still is going to appear in future parts or part. And like from what I hear about... His future, it's probably... I'm just gonna love it to death, probably. But Jetsuki is just... I don't know. I just love his style, and he's sort of like a doof, you know? I kind of love that about him. He's like him. A,
0: You know what he is? He's like a lovable dork.
1: Yeah, sort of. But he has the best style, you know?
0: Don't mess with his hair.
1: Don't mess with his hair. Don't do it. He's a cool well, fuckboy. I like him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, again my absolute favorite character is in a manga part that hasn't been adapted yet, but God damn it. Just read the manga. And <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, in the anime, I have a couple of characters that I would consider favorites. Um, my favorite Jojo, um, in the manga is probably, jo- um, my favorite non Jojo character is kind of tough. Cause I- I'm really tempted to say Rohan, but I also want to say Speedwagon.
1: Wagon. Yeah. Speedwagon, I started to appreciate him only as a meme, but let's be <laughs> real—it's like it's not <laughs> really.
0: Kind okay. Of eh. I will say this: I-, I appreciated Speedwagon more when he wasn't around. Like I realized how much he kind of added to like the comedy of JoJo's.
1: I guess Tyrion's scream is just the funniest shit ever, but I guess. <laughs>
0: <not>. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 great. It's great that we have his legacy in the show even if we don't have any like any like um descendants of his cuz he never had any children, yeah. which I'm really thinking is a, a roundabout pardon the pun way of saying that he was supposed to be gay, but uh, um I guess I think back then you couldn't actually have gay characters in your manga. I wonder if that's... I just, it, it's funny to me because when they're talking of like, at the end of part two, when they're kind of going over everyone's yeah, life Yeah, and history, he died like, single. Where, like... ...where they went from there, he, they go to great pains to point out that he died single.
1: Yeah.
0: He never married, he never had any kids, and he died single. And that's up to I Joseph, just,
1: it's... it's like, oh yeah, go for my grandma. It's
0: like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, there are worse things that have happened in anime. Yeah, they're the same age. What's so wrong about that? Yeah, right. Um, no, what, what? What's wrong? I'm just saying, there's there there are crazier things that have happened both in JoJo's and in anime in general.
1: Fucking crazy diamond shoves his hand down Joska's throat
0: nice and he's gonna hey he's gonna fix that spaghetti i love that that as much as that that i love that scene in the anime i even love i love more so that pen on the manga because like you can look at that and it makes no sense because there's nothing else around it on that page (laughs) like if you just look at that page it would make no sense Uh, uh, yeah i i I don't know it's really close for me between rohan and and Speedwagon as as to my favorite non jojo character
1: i think for me, Koichi is probably up there because
0: yeah, I love I love Koichi and I, I love the fact. It's kind of a spoiler alert for the manga if you haven't read it yet. He does kind of appear in part five.
1: Mm. I just love the arc he has in part four. You actually see him grow as a character, yeah.
0: which is it's, although I could it's say fun. I said it's Jotaro kind of a... oh, very very briefly like for a single page.
1: He shows up, says the word, and leaves.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Stop like them. Zawardo. You um, mentioned
1: your theory that I want to hear it because I know we talked about Jotaro and Okay, stuff.
0: yeah. Okay, I'll talk about it because this is actually probably the best part to talk about this. So, my theory is this like, we talked about how they kind of forgot about Hamon after they introduced Stans, and by part four, it's not even really mentioned at all. Yeah. Yet, part four also has Joseph Jozdar appear, who is a Hamon user. Mm-hmm. Um,. And he spent a lot of time with Jotaro, and you have to assume that he spent quite a bit of time with Jotaro after the events of Part 3, in between Parts 3. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense to me that even if Jotaro never would use it, that he would want to find out about Hamon from Joseph, at least as much as he could. Even if he was never... And I have this theory... That during that final fight with Kira, one of the things you see both in the manga and the anime is Jotaro take a really really deep breath right yeah. before he calls out Star Platinum to live to deliver like the final blow is to Kira. And that
1: was so satisfying.
0: <laughs> it was a very satisfying scene, but it's that that deep breath in that he takes that I I that is the whole crux of this theory. I think that he found way sometime in the interim between parts three and four to integrate Hamon like energy into stand power. Mm. And I think that's what he was doing. in at the end, in the at the end of part four in the Kira fight, just to make sure that he hurt Kira enough to where he could at least make it so he couldn't fight anymore.
1: Mm. Just, just shatter that boner.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, that Mona Lisa boner. Um, that's my theory, at least. I think that in that fight, he was using a, a like a, a combination of his stand power with Hamon. Like, he was able to channel Hamon. That's my theory. At least.
1: I think it's a cool theory. I don't know if I would really buy into it, but I think it's a cool concept.
0: No. It, it does make sense, though, that Jotaro would want to learn as much as he could from uh, Joseph. That makes sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. I guess so. And... It, it, and it's not like it would it would take Joseph a whole lot to teach Jotaro about Hamon, and especially since they're blood related, he should be able to use Hamon just like Joseph. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Anyway, that's my crazy it's a, it's a cool theory. I don't color. know. I don't know why. It's just it's all predicated on the fact that Jotaro has a really takes a really deep breath right before he punches. Goodbye, Kira, one of the yeah. best villains in anime. Um. So you put something down here that I actually think is um i mean we definitely need to talk about and that's how jojo stays fresh and exciting yeah i think that i think that one of the ways like i think it's important to mention that before the david productions anime came out in 2012 outside of japan jojo's really didn't have a huge fan base i think in europe it
1: it did but not that big
0: not in north america
1: yeah, In other Records it was like a very niche thing.
0: Yeah, it was a very small. It was a very small percentage. Some of them had seen the 1990s uh, Stardust Crusaders OVA, obviously, uh, but most of that came from reading the manga. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also worth mentioning that until very, very recently, there really wasn't an official um, English translation of the manga, so you were reliant upon uh, fans, fan dubbing or fan dubbing, fan fan translation groups. Yeah. To get this stuff out there, um, and a lot of it wasn't really good. <laughs> uh, so you had the infamous Duang translation of Part Four, and for a very long time, that was the only translation you had of Part Four, English translation you had of Part Four, and it was bad. Yeah. I mean, really bad. I've read it like you don't know what the fuck is even being said in this translation to anyone. Like they use uh, I don't. And the whole story about this is that it came about because two people. I think it was in, was it in Thailand or Korea? I think I can't Chinese. Remember. Chinese was it, was it? I. It was somewhere in Asia. It that's
1: was, a, a it was broad term. It, <laughs> it, it, it
0: was. It was two people. It was two people that did a project for an English class that they had, where they wanted to translate part four of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Mago. No, Diamond is Unbreakable. They wanted to translate it in English as a project for their English class, and that's what they did the f- The problem is that they didn't understand English very well um they did the whole thing That's the impressive. entire the entire part they they translated into the most broken English with fake words that you've ever seen in your life. They failed this project by the way, as no. they rightly should have but it's it's really point it's really important to point out that for several years that was the only English translation that we had for part four mm-hmm. um and now that Viz has taken up the license and they're getting out these um, these manga volumes uh, relatively quickly, i might add, I think it's definitely it's definitely um, grown the fan base in North America. But the thing that grew it the most was the the David Production anime, um, and that's oh, part of sure. what I think makes it makes it fresh is that you constantly have um, you constantly have this new uh, this new source of of content. It's been coming out for JoJo's since 2012, and it's getting not only people who have been longtime fans of JoJo's, you know, into it. It's getting people who were either leery like me about getting into it, or people who have wanted, you know, like a really good shonen to get into. It's given them something to, to get into, and yeah. a lot of people have kind of embraced it.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's also just like really special. There's something really special about the show. And, yeah, like in a more practical sense why it's still like even like in like you've read the manga so you would know why it's still that good even eight parts later is I think it just it, it, it you like the, the way it divides the, uh, the manga the show to parts it just really it really benefits from that and like that's for several reasons one, I think. I think time skips is a really good, like uh, you could say, uh, like you could say, storytelling device at least in manga and anime, because it allows it allows you to sort of quote unquote get rid of like sequel baggage some would say, or just it allows you to sort of have a fresh start but still keep your current characters and stuff and put a new twist on it. I think that's like a really good way to like just freshen up the story a bit you you have that further than that what Araki does with his parts which is like the genius of it in my opinion it's like it's almost like we talked about it before and last time we talked about Jojo it's like it's like every part is like a different genre you know like you got yeah absolutely. it's like Victorian horror you got Battle of Tennessee. it's like Indiana Jones in Search of the Lost MacGuffin or something. You got Part Three, <laughs> Starz Crusaders, which is like the the uh, road trip part and then yeah. you get to Part Four and it's like the mystery, like Scooby Doo. Murder stuff.
0: mystery. Yeah, Scooby Doo, pretty much. It's like and... Murder She Wrote. <laughs> it's and that Lansbury <laughs> <laughs> And that that
1: genius, you know. Like I keep whenever I talk about it, it's like it it amazes me that. Ah, it's amazing because that it helps so much, like, make each part distinct. And that's... Yeah. Not, it helps the art style sort of change. I don't know how it's in manga, but it, the, the anime, the art style changes pretty much from in every part.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same in, in the, the, the manga. And, and, and to kind of uh, expand on what you said, I mean, w- Riker and I will talk about this more when we do our second part of this. But, I mean, it it goes on with the the, the genre changes with each part. Like, part five is... Um, is basically like uh, a Rocky's take on the Godfather. Um, <laughs> I like that. I mean, it kind of is. Um, and then you have part part six, which is like a prison break. Show. And then you have part seven, which is like a giant, like, uh, it's a race. And you have part eight, which I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore.
1: <laughs> Four testicles. And we will, t-
0: I, we will talk about all that when we do the, I don't know. I re- really don't know what's going on in part eight. It's that's like good. trying to that's solve to like know. the most complex mathematical equation ever devised. That,
1: that's good to know, but yeah, it's just I, and every good shonen like that's through the test of time is still going. Is that's why it's still it's still going because it, it keeps changing, it, t- it keeps taking risks. You know why Bleach is gone because after it didn't change. Yeah, it
0: didn't change. That Soul Society
1: arc was a really good arc. It was a big departure for like Monster of the Week, and then it's excuse
0: like, me, it wasn't it wasn't a good arc. It was the only good arc.
1: <laughs> Still, but then after that, well, it was sort of the same idea again and again. Um, but then you get to, but that's what like that's why Jojo works. It keeps changing. It, it, Araki isn't afraid to like take risks with his characters.
0: And Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um and I think that a lot of that goes into his his art style changes that he does with each part. I mean, it definitely keeps it fresh and exciting at least to me. Um and and that's reflected in the anime yeah. um by due to the fact that what David Productions seems to be doing uh, more or less is starting each part with the art style that Araki finished that part with in the manga. So yeah. like the the um for part four in particular is where you see this probably the most in the anime. He, um, David Productions started that part with the art style that he had for the final, uh, chapter of that part in the manga. Yeah. Which is why there's such a huge difference. Yeah. And the way the characters look in part from parts, you know, like you have, and and it's kind of, it's definitely, um, it's definitely progressed over time to where you started out in Parts 1 and 2 in particular with these big, beefy, like, uh, shonen protagonists, like, the stereotypical shonen protagonists of the Kenshiro, 80s and 90s. Know. Yeah, Kinshiro from Fist of the North Star. Or even you can go into Dragon Ball and say it was a lot like that, too. And it's just your big, beefy, musclehead main characters. And that's what it was about. And then now it's kind of evolved into, like, the most beefy characters you've ever seen in your life there's some good-looking men in JoJo's. i'm just saying.
1: <coughs> yeah, the character design in JoJo's is great, but that's a that's a whole other
0: topic. <laughs> yeah, i mean but that, that that that's a way it stays fresh. I mean it, it's like you say he's not afraid to change it up. And i think that there's there's more than a few mangaka out there that are kind of afraid to change up what they've done too much. Like, um, I would say that there's the the only thing I can think of that's been almost as long running, not not quite as long running, but has been really long running that hasn't really changed that much, especially in terms of style. That's actually still relatively successful is Naruto. Like the the art, particularly the art style of Naruto, is pretty much the same now as it was when it started. I mean, One Piece. Well, and One Piece, yeah. That's I mean, like that's the juggernaut. Much... <laughs> I don't think the guy that does One Piece can actually draw. I I don't. Know. But I would that's disagree. my opinion. I think it's hard
1: to say. Like, he knows how to like design. I would disagree. But on that. but you but you know what I mean? Like
0: like yeah. it, it's a very it's a very rare thing where you see something last as long as JoJo's has, or even as long as One Piece or Naruto has, where people still watch it and still tune in and read the manga every week or every month or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and it hasn't changed. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do not so much with the art style, but with the strength of the writing. And that also, with JoJo's, each part is written differently. And I think that's another way that it keeps people engaged because you're not you're not getting as fatigued with it as you would with something like Naruto. Like, like for me, I love Naruto. I loved it when I first read it and watched it. I, I still love Naruto now. I have not, and I probably won't, ever read or watch Boruto, because I have gotten so fatigued with Naruto. Like, I've watched Naruto. Naruto had a really good ending. I loved it. I was done with the story. I was, I thought these characters wrapped up really well, and I didn't think they needed any more explanation or anything. I am fine with how it ended. I didn't need anything else. I don't know if it, when JoJo's ends if I'll feel the same way. We will because see. JoJo's will eventually end.
1: Oh, that's going to be a
0: sad day. I mean, Araki's getting up there in age. It doesn't look like it, but he's getting up there in the age. The guy never ages. <laughs> He looks exactly the same now as he did in 1985. He's like Jotaro. He's a vampire. Like, with I know age, he, he looks younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there's just so many ways that JoJo stays fresh and exciting. And I think that it, it definitely helps that it's been officially, mostly, translated um, for Western audiences. And yeah. I think that really helps. Mm-hmm. Because it's drawn so many more people in. And I would like to say this before we wrap up this with um with one last point. I've been to several conventions now and I've interacted with a lot of JoJo's fans. Of all the fan bases I consider myself a part of, Jojo's is by far one of the most positive. In terms of like how people, you know, respond to other fans and how people respond to people who are non fans. Like Jojo's fans, most JoJo's fans I found are perfectly content to realize that this show isn't for everyone. Oh, yeah. This, this, this type of story isn't for everyone, and it takes kind of a certain personality to kind of appreciate it for what it is. And we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't like it, that's fine. We're okay with that. Yeah. I think that's how a, a really big majority of JoJo's fans are, at least in my own personal experience. Um, And I don't think you get that with a lot of really long-running shows, or especially really popular shows. Yeah. Yeah, and it's i a think a very that's a really community, welcome community, a welcome you know? respite i think it's a very welcoming community as well yeah it is it is a very welcoming community. we're like, like we're, you're,
1: we're, we get excited whenever new people watch the show or read the manga like i got about five people to watch the show and every time i i've just when i talk to them about it, they're super enthusiastic about it it's funny you know it's fun sharing whatever you
0: yeah i i yeah like i said i completely agree um I, I don't know. It, it, if you're looking for a really positive fan base to be a part of, it, it's a pretty good one. Come um, join us. And, <laughs> I know. Very difficult to cosplay with, but I'll manage. Mostly because of the big beefy muscles. Better work
1: on that, man. Get 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 yourself some
0: workout. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but I would like. Let, let, I think we can wrap this up with talking about future anime adaptations. Yeah. Let's do uh, that. It's worth mentioning that there is a Rohan OVA that was released last year, two thousand seventeen. Um, it was pretty good. Um, a lot of people did, weren't really happy with the fact that um, the the Rohan OVA itself is based on a one shot manga that are a series of one shot mangas that Iraqi did a few years ago. So it's got his more modern art style. Yeah, and so a lot of people were kind of eh, about that.
1: Oh, I like it. Like, I haven't it, watched it, it but I from will screenshot, say, it's look, it looks good.
0: Cool. I, like I it. will say, it, it takes it takes a little getting used to. Yeah. Um, especially when you see Koichi, who looks like a fucking baby, <laughs> at the very end. Um, and it was recently announced, in fact, what, about a week or so? A little over a week ago now, that there's going to be a second Rohan OVA here this year in 2018, uh, July... 19th i think if i'm not mistaken i don't remember
1: how many one shots did araki write of for rohan? rohan yeah
0: um i think it's six hmm. Interesting. if i remember correctly i have read them i just can't remember if it's either six or five or six
1: you reckon um, they'll go through all of them because i know the first one they adapted isn't like the first one he wrote
0: no actually the first one they adapted millionaire village is actually the fifth um i i honestly don't know um i wouldn't be surprised i know rohan's a pretty popular character oh yeah um so i wouldn't be surprised if they did this um i don't know i i honestly don't know um yeah july 19th is when this is scheduled to be um quote-unquote aired even though it's an ova um it's gonna be bundled with a volume of the mod i can't remember the newest one (laughs) yeah yeah sure um We'll go with that. Um, you so? Are... I mean, we have that to look forward. You've been saying for the last several months that we were going to get a, uh, JoJo's anime in 2018, and you weren't wrong.
1: I fucking told you. I mean, it's not part I mean, it's, five, it's, but
0: it's not. It's not the. Um, it's not quite the part we were hoping for. Yeah. But should we talk? Should we talk about that for a second? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm pumped for part five, and I don't think I'll.
1: Be disappointed by it even if i'll have to wait like another year so like I'm, I'm, here's the thing i want it now but i'm also happy that they're not super like rushing it out the door because they are working on it i've heard i've like for the last year or so the work confirmations like in tweets and stuff it's like yeah we are working on it somewhat so it's yeah they're probably taking the time with like pre-production
0: maybe um hopefully I really hope part five gets an anime adaptation. Um, I really, like I say, I hope, like you say, I I hope they're just taking their time. They're going to do it justice. Um, Not to spoil too much from the manga. If you haven't read it yet, if you're just an anime only watcher, Um, it's going to be the most technically difficult to animate part. I would say based solely on the sheer amount of fights that it has. Mm. Um, I would say it's also in terms of length, almost as long as stardust crusaders so i wouldn't be surprised if they divided it into two parts like stardust crusaders was for the anime um it's also probably going to be the most heavily censored um a lot like well not not really but more so than any any other part in particular there's a lot of violence in part part five and when i say violence i mean ultra violence like, people getting stuff ripped out of their bodies. Nice. Um, I'm ready. And,
1: I'm ready, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. it gets pretty brutal. I wouldn't be surprised if it was very heavily censored if they made it. Um, if they made an anime adaptation of it. Um, I really hope we get a part five anime simply because of all the parts of the manga. It has turned out to be my favorite. Um, I know a lot of people would debate me on that. Um because a lot of people, the main Jojo part 5 is kind of boring. I don't know, I just, I liked, I liked all of the, well, not all, but a vast majority of the characters in it. I like the stand battles. Um, and I just, and it has Naranj in it, and God, Naranch is a teddy bear. Um, <laughs> he's so stupid, but I love him. Most of them are, to be frank. No, Naranj is a special kind of stupid. Fair enough. He is a very special kind of stupid. Um, and then, of course, if we actually do get uh, part five, I mean, the, the obvious next logical question is, will we get a part six, seven and eight? I will say this, and I, I base this solely on the OP for part one. That in the in the OP for part one, you get to see a reverse like timeline of the manga in it's in the first few frames. And it only st- it starts with Jolene who is the main Jojo of part 6 and ends with Jonathan. So, it makes me wonder if the plan from the beginning was only to adapt the first 6 parts?
1: I mean, here's the thing, like, all 6 of them are, like, from the same uh, bloodline, right? So maybe The same that's...
0: universe. Huh? The same universe, yes.
1: Well, I guess, yeah, so maybe that's, like, why all only the 6 of them there. Uh, but we'll see. I, I like every part to be animated um hopefully like here's the thing it's a good way to make money so yeah. i hope david production keeps up with that
0: <laughs> yeah like, um there's, there's only one there's only one other thing i can think of besides any other of the rohan one shots that or whatever um and that's a there's a, another one shot that iraqi did called dead man's questions again not to spoil it too much it's um it's a one-shot manga that revolves around Kira and specifically events that happen around part four involving Kira. That's pretty much, that's, that's all I'll say about it. Um, but it's a really interesting OVA. I highly recommend reading it, even if that's the only part of the manga you read, just because it's, it's really well drawn. Um, and it's an interesting story. It also kind of gives a lot more closure to Kira's character than you kind of get in part four. Um, but yeah, it's called Dead Man's Questions. Um, definitely check it out if you're inclined to read manga. Um, but I would not mind if that got like an OVA or something either.
1: Sure, more Kira is always fun. Absolutely,
0: more boners, boners for every boners for days,
1: for great days.
0: But I, I just, I mean, it's it's JoJo's Man. It's the anime. It's one of it's one of if not the best anime to come out in like the last decade, in my opinion. It's
1: like. For it's in my top ten. It's one of my favorite shows ever. It's just oh yeah,
0: it's definitely yeah. in my top ten too. It's
1: such a the it's weird. It's so, so, like so much time has passed that there's nothing like it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's very rare that we get something like it in the f-
1: yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a sad day when it's done.
0: Well, let me let me ask you. Let me let me let me wrap up with this question. Go for what it. do you think the ultimate legacy of the JoJo's anime specifically? Huh, um. Th- do you think it will? Do you think it will be remembered, like in the same way that something like Ghost in the Shell is remembered today, or Akira, or I, I don't know what else. Um, Evangelion.
1: Um, I think it will. Um, I think it will because what you got is like, first off, just a really solid show, like in terms of direction, animation, editing, music, everything. It's just very solid. And beyond that, yeah, because when you think about it, JoJo also has, like, this big, like, cultural significance, because especially today. Because, you know, what's something that's, like, a part of our everyday lives? Memes. And guess what? JoJo is a big meme machine. And I think it will be remembered fondly, and it will be, like, a big part of, yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That was, that was the shit, you know? I think it will. It has yeah. that quality.
0: I think there's definitely a reason it's been going on for 30 years, 30 plus years now. Yep. So I think that I think that a lot of people will look back on it. I think even people who never really um, kind of got on board with it while it was around, I think will eventually look back on it and say, "Yeah, this is an important thing for anime."
1: Yeah. I just I remember the I remember watching uh, part four when it aired weekly and getting to the bites the dark art, uh, bites the dust arc.
0: And you bites get... the Dark
1: Listen dude, it's five AM. Give me some slack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty early for you.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, bites the dust arc. And you get through the first ver- like the second variant of Great Days, the OP, and it's all like time re- is rewinding and all of that. And in that moment I literally like just started like going, What what is going on? What is this? Just out loud and I never get that reaction out of anime and in that moment, I was like, "This show is like incredible. There's something just special about it. So much." And we talked. We already said that so much effort and love and care was put into it. And so much respect for the source material. It's, it's just, it's so special, you know. There's nothing quite like it,
0: and I love it. It's yep. amazing. I think that's a great place to end. Nani? Yes. What? Nani? Bacana! <laughs> That's a better place no, to no, bro, <laughs> <a little bit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to part one of this JoJo's discussion that we're going to have. Um, we really hope you enjoyed it, but like we said, it's not going to be – it's not over. Part two is coming up with myself and Riker. We don't know exactly when we're going to record it, but it's sometime soon. Um, and we'll be talking specifically about the manga. Um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about parts one through four, but we're probably mostly going to limit that to parts five through eight. Really haven't been adapted yet. Um, but In the meantime, if you want to check out our previous episode of the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And if you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little fun, you can join our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, and visit our website. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns of this or any episode, Feel free to shoot us an email. Links to all of these things will be down below in the description. And lastly, I want to thank Natai for being here to join me tonight to just gush over one of our favorite things ever JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Ah, uh,
1: just, I can't talk about it all day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say night, Natai.
1: Goodbye, you fuckers. Break down, break down. Listen, break break down. break
0: down. Listen, break down.